Mission with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, the West's conflict with China has been a hot topic. One of the most notable China watchers is the former Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd. He's written a book called The Avoidable War. It provides a way forward, how to avoid superpower conflict, the chilling vision of what will happen if that superpower conflict is unleashed. And also, we are in the midst of an election campaign. We thought it was timely to get him on. Kevin Rudd, hello. G'day, folks. Good to join you this morning in beautiful Sydney. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a while since we spoke to you, Kev. So, China... Should we all be building bunkers? What, what, what's what's going yeah, what, on? Is it a big deal with their deal with the Solomon Islands? It is, actually. Uh, the book, by the way, is about the future of um, possible conflict between the United States and China. Mm. It only deals in small part with Australia because, frankly, most countries in the region have all got their own challenges in dealing with Beijing. The question just now about the Solomons, yeah, it is a big deal. Since World War II, successive Australian governments have done their absolute best uh, to make sure that the Southwest Pacific, which is made up of 13 different island states, basically remain within the strategic orbit of the uh, United States, Australia and New Zealand. That's after we all defeated Japan in World War II. Guess what? Mm. We managed to do that through successive governments, Liberal and Labor. But now with this move in the Solomons... Uh, frankly, um, through a combination of Chinese assertiveness and, I've got to say, the Morrison government dropping the ball, uh, we now have the prospect of this naval base in the Solomon Islands only a couple of thousand miles off the Queensland coast, mm. where I'm bringing you from. And, and uh, Scott Morrison said that it's not our business, that, that that's the Solomon Islands. We can't interfere in Solomon Islands policy. Yeah, um, but can I put it to you in these terms? Solomon Islands government makes a decision based on its perceptions of Australia's reliability long term and its perceptions of China, all right? Mm. And I'm sure there's money floating around the system as well, but let's just put that to one side for the moment. Um, And the, the problem we have with the island states in the Pacific is that they've taken a pretty dim view of Australia over the last, um, you know, near decade because we've done two things. Um, when the current government in Canberra was elected, they radically cut the normal levels of aid delivery to these island states, which if you're a small country like the Solomons, it starts to punch a hole in your budget. The second thing that's happened is those island states, their number one concern is rising sea levels and climate change because many of them have a great grave danger of just disappearing. Not the Solomons so much, but the others. Mm. So as a result, these island countries have looked at the Morrison government and said they don't care about climate change, not arguing for our interests in the big meetings that count around the world. So for those two sets of reasons, and frankly not even sending in the Australian foreign minister to go to Honiara to fix this problem up when it first bubbled up a couple of months ago, um, frankly, it's just evidence of Australia through this government dropping the ball, and that's why we have a problem, mm-hmm. together with Chinese assertiveness and aggressiveness. What are the implications if if China builds uh, a military base on the Solomons? What are the implications for Australia? Well, as I said, it's the first time in three quarters of a century or more that we will have had an external power uh, with a military facility within our immediate region. That's the first problem. The second is um, it also would provide China with an opportunity to use its own naval assets in time of a crisis uh, to, shall we say, engage with 
the normal lines of commercial traffic, sea traffic, between sea lines of communication between Australia and other American allies, Japan and Korea, where we export an enormous amount of stuff. Of course, we export to China as well. And there's a final reason why this area is so important. And that's because all of our undersea cable communications between Australia go through the islands, the um, South Pacific. And so for all those peak reasons, Australia has been determined through one government and another, Labor and Liberal, to not allow this sort of thing to happen. And as I said, our current government, in my judgment, just dropped the ball. I know you've said that, Kevin, but what would you do? Say you were Prime Minister, what would you actually... How, how can we fix this? Yeah, three things. Uh, and I've written a piece in today's Financial Review which actually goes not just the criticism for how this happened, but the criticism's real. But three things that can now be done to try and turn it around. Number one is... The Australian Foreign Minister, who's our number one representative in the world, should have been on a plane to Honiara yesterday, mm. and that must happen today. You just can't you can't just pretend that this is not a problem to be on the ground and jawboning the government concern. Number two, across the region and not just um, the Solomons, you must restore uh, the development assistance levels to where they were. Uh, frankly, when we left office in 2013, and give them guarantees that these will be sustained in the future. These are small countries with very tiny budgets, with not much resources, and they need to know that they've got a friend in us. So you've got to restore the development assistance flows and keep them guaranteed for the long term. And, and, and number three? Well, your phone lines. I hope China's not interfering with our phone lines here, Kev. <laughs> that would be irony. Try number three again. We've lost. Oh. oh, Kevin's gone. No, we, he's gone. Number three is, as you say, cut number the three. phone lines. Number three, let's party like number it's 1999. Number three never say her name. <laughs> what? Fascinating, though. It is fascinating. Fascinating. And that's what we forget is our aid is a yeah. peacekeeping uh, fund. That's what it is. We need to keep up aid in all those regions for exactly this reason. Yeah. Well, look, we've run out of time anyway. We but, have. You know, that is, and, like, so it's quite easy to sit in your armchair and say, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But, like, Kevin Rudd, he was, he speaks Chinese. He's, He's done had a lot experience. of experience. Uh, and I, I'd like to hear his uh, opinion on what we can do because I don't want to go to war with China as like the rest of us. And we had men and women who died for this country. And it seems odd to me that we're, we defended this, uh, you know, the, and we're getting a base that's going to be over there at the Keeping Solomon Keeping peace Islands. in this region is you know, very important. What was it all for? Well, Kevin Rudd's book is The Avoidable War in all good bookstores. Now you can also get it through kevinrudd.com.